Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish, episode 36, I believe. I am your host, Joey Montano, and today... Well, before I talk about today, I want to make sure you guys are well aware that Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast dedicated to helping you fall asleep and potentially learn a thing or two. Or not. I don't know. It's my podcast. But the goal is obviously to have you listen to, hopefully, my yawn-inducing voice, listen to some background noise, and in today's episode, which I'm pretty excited for, go over several several ideas, whether if it's a, whether if it's a startup, businesses, books, or whatever, uh, I've been writing a lot of ideas over the years, and it's about time I actually start getting to some of these, and I figure a great way for me to actually get motivated into doing, turning these, turning some of these into life is to revisit these, uh, talk about it out loud, and just listen to, the, listen to my uh, stream of consciousness. Um, I've, already been, I've already been feeling a little bit re-inspired to move forward on a couple of these, but um, as all things in life, some of these take time and effort. And for me, it's just figuring out which ones I'm the most passionate about and which ones are the most viable, um, I should say resource, resource viable, I don't know if there's a word for that, but um, viably possible with the resources I have. You know, I don't have, I don't have millions of dollars. I, you know, I kind of know how to code, um, but uh, I, I definitely want to start turning some of these into life, and I am kind of familiar with kind of the time and effort and process needed to get these going. It's really just me doing the work, let's be honest. So, um, But until I am able to define a f- couple of these that I'm really loving, uh, I want to just talk about these ideas, and I will have to say, first things first, these ideas are just mine. I'm not saying they are exclusively mine. I'm sure a lot of you might have had similar ideas in the past. Uh, I wrote these throughout the last several years. Some of these have actually turned into actual ideas since I, since I thought of, at least I thought of them, um, but it's just someone else happened to think of it as well and took the action and they're either making money or not. So, uh, so a lot of this, a lot of these ideas and concepts and notes that I have might be a little bit dated, uh, especially since this has been going back since around like 2010. Uh, I'm also still write a lot of ideas uh, to date, but uh, I wanted to keep track of the ones that I had initially from from, from the, my beginner batch um, that kind of inspired me to create this mini-series within Droolish. So, if you're trying to relax, feel free to just listen to my voice. Um, hopefully, the ideas I mentioned while you fall asleep will hopefully kind of get you thinking about potential different ideas and hopefully will help you invent something of your own. Uh, I'm not saying these are even inventions. It's just kind of get you kind of, kind of get your creative juices flowing, I should say. And again, I can't expect all these to actually be good. I just wanted to find a way to just uh, kind of just express my thoughts out loud. And if you've been a longtime listener, it's pretty obvious that I like to monologue quite frequently, and I like to talk a lot, mainly just to hear myself talk, just so I can actually understand like the words that are coming out of my mouth and see if I actually, if things come out the way that I anticipate and how I plan to. Uh, some ideas sound great in your head until you kind of revisit it and then you're like, what am I thinking? This is terrible. So, um, so yeah, that being said, today's episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, potentially eight, eight or nine different ideas 
Uh, and a couple of these, I th a couple of these are pretty much going to be like, meh, you know, uh, admittedly. But I still want to go through it. And if you want to take this idea, take these ideas, and run off with, and do your own stuff, go ahead. Um, this is all I'm trying to give you my notes. Um, hopefully, something uh, once something becomes more flushed out or more fleshed out, and and spent more time coming up with like UX drawings and like wireframes and actual models behind it, um, that will probably be done in a video or a like medium type uh, form probably in a presentation because I have to do the work to actually get this going. So um, that said, let's just dive straight in. So this first idea, it kind of just came to me, and I feel like I've talked to this with some other people too, but I want to find a better way to do job searching automation. Uh, automation. Automation. Yeah, automation. Uh, actually, I have this in parentheses, the next FL of recruiting, which I don't even know what that means. What does that even mean? Um, the name of the startup I have is dot start. So my big problem is, okay, one, I, I, I do contracting and I, depending on like LinkedIn or whoever, like I'm not, I'm not opposed to finding a position or a job depending on if like the, if the role makes sense. Okay. But the, but I trying to recall when I was trying to like find my, my calling, I guess, or like kind of find a career or find a company when I was in, when I was actively job searching like years back, I would always be frustrated with how you know LinkedIn, Indeed, um, Glassdoor, they have all of these um, requirements for you to actually create a badass like resume. And it's not just that, but I think especially in this day and age, like a lot of people are more hybrids of different tasks and and skills and abilities. So. You know, for me, like my role technically, I guess I'm a, I'm a marketing consultant. Okay, so I do a lot of SEO. I do, do a lot of PPC. I work with like a lot of funnel, like funnelization, like landing page optimization. And I go to companies and I help them um, either optimize what they're doing or help them get from, get, get from, like, from like lead to sale or from sale to recurring sales. Okay, so uh, that's actually a lot of different hats. Um, and especially if you're trying to, like, especially if you're someone like, me who has a bit of a technical background with coding and understands like how to actually deal with websites and make them optimize for like Google, uh, my, you know, my, my skill set is a bit of a hybrid. And I don't think I'm the only one that does that. I, I know a lot of other marketers. I know a lot of developers that do marketing as well. And it's kind of like a mixed bag. So when it's time to actually have someone like a, a job that's defined you, uh, imagine having to write out like, Say there's five different positions, one's for like a web development position, one's for like a mobile developer, one's for like a technical SEO, one could be for a writing position, and one could be for like an e-commerce company kind of just doing many different things. Who knows? You know, you, you know having, having the ability to do all those jobs is great, but catering and customizing a resume for each individual type of position seems to be not only incredibly daunting, but it's really hard to actually properly analyze like what is the what are the right keywords to mention, what are the right phrases to say, what are the right resume types you want to have, like different designs depending on the company. You never know. So all you have to do is if there was an ability just to have one universal resume that you can submit, you can like condense it down, like have like your whole body of work of like here's all the things you want to do, here's all the things you're capable of, here's all the jobs. Here's all of the tasks you did for each role. 
because uh, you might be wearing many hats. So if you're talking, if you want to go for a marketing position, you want to focus on all of your marketing strengths and all of the marketing tasks you did at each job. But if there was just a way to create an ultimate resume and then you can send out a particular resume to a role, whether if it's on Indeed, Glassdoor, or whatever, but before you send it out, it'll actually update it to where it makes you, to, it'll update it automatically with your approval, of course, um, to tweak the wording, to tweak like the objective, to tweak, no, screw objectives, no one likes objectives or resumes, but, but to tweak a lot of uh, information to not only show your best self, but to actually get you a better chance to um, be seen. And you know, none of this should be, you, know, you don't have to lie on your resume, as long as like, it's not lying on your resume, it's just updating, say, like the terminology depending on the industry, because people might use, I don't know, buzzwords in one industry and then use it to a different one, okay? So, um, but the idea is you submit one, like say one life resume and have it custom catered to various industries in a variety of terms. Now, I feel like that's gonna be a lot to do with because there are a bunch of positions and roles out there, but I do think with the ability to like pull like APIs and like, data from you know these sites like Glassdoor, Indeed, and a lot of aggregate sites, uh, it should be possible to at least do like a like a brief testing or like a brief uh, pilot program. So, uh, like I said, I call this one dot start, and it's still in the concept phase, and. Uh, yeah, so that's that's the first one, and I feel like I've actually jumped out of uh, order here, but um, but that's the first one. Obviously, it should it could be an app where you can do it do it on a website, but um, but I don't know. I just feel like if you're gonna have to update your resume, I mean, obviously people do it on LinkedIn, and you can kind of update it as you go. That's actually the smart way to do it. But when it comes to custom like customizing your resume to a specific role um, versus a lot of roles that you do, and I think that's where a lot of people have trouble, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to like setting in relevant resumes. So that's my first idea. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. Feel free to take that. Or if you wanted to um, pick my brain a little bit more and I can discuss more with, uh, with you whenever you guys feel like it. Uh, you guys have my email, droolishpodcast at gmail.com. And if you have any feedback, comments, or even ideas, if you want to pitch, yeah, screw it. I'll, I'll pitch your idea on here too. It doesn't really matter. It's just, you know, it's whoever's listening. Uh, I know I have I know I have like downloads now, but I'm still curious who actually listens to this podcast. Uh, be nice if I had more more to work with than a download, uh, but that's just me personally. I mean, for all I know, this could be like your guys's guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's it. Number two, this number this idea, and this number two and number three are kind of similar, um, but this number two idea is it's going to be. Sounds corny, but like I love, I want the old school flashes on smartphones. So every time you used to go to a sporting event, like I don't know, I just love the old school, like bright flashes that would come in. And you can just see, like, if you take a photo, you can see all the other like photos in real time that just like glare out into the TV screen. And it feels like it's so authentic and old school. Uh, I feel like I'm an old man saying this, but in my head, you know, it's just, it's not just putting a flashlight on, but it's that specific flash that is super distinctive. Uh, I wish they, I wish all smartphones had that, and and I feel like that there is a capability within a smartphone to just time out like how long these flashes should be or how to mimic it. Maybe it's, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, um, but uh, I said or maybe yeah yeah. So maybe this. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, I called it old school flash. Um, that's the that's the name of it. I don't know if it's an app or if it's just a, it could be an app that you put on the phone. 
Um, alternatively, and this is kind of part two, so I guess this is the two for one, this is the two for one idea, um, is that you can get a camera or even a dis I don't want to say disposable camera, but if there are like a dis if there's a disposable camera that you can get that's relatively affordable, you can sync you can pretty much use that as a Wi-Fi device. Use the camera to take photos with the old school flash with the, like the same quality you would want, you would like to see, and then it'll automatically sync to your phone. And then when it syncs to your phone, you actually have the ability to update how the image goes. And then you can actually hit, you know, you can you can add the filters, you can do whatever you want if it makes sense, um, or you don't have to, but you might as well give people the option. You can give them filters, you can do, uh, yeah, give them filters, uh, little, I don't know, logos, auto corrections, auto contrast, brightness, all those things. Uh, you can adjust the photo, and then when you're done, you can hit uh, submit or print or whatever, and then it that photo will literally come out of that disposable camera that you made. Just like that. So, I know it seems a little bit hunky-dory because you're having two different things you want to have, but like, I, I feel like there's something about holding like an old-school camera or something outside of your phone and not just using your phone for everything um, that I think some people would like. And I feel like there's like a hipster crowd that would actually really enjoy that. Like, like you can see them going around downtown with an old-school camera. That looks massive, but it's really like a disposable one that you can edit and update on your phone and then actually print out the photo with the camera. Uh, I did write a note <laughs> on both of these, though. Um, it says, I'm not the most giddy about this. Makes sense, because I'm like laughing nervously when I, when I talk about this. Um, you know, I, I pride myself in actually having good ideas, and I, and I know, I feel like this could be an idea, but it's one of those that seems so absurd that if it came to life, people would probably be like, oh yeah, we have smartphones for that. We don't need to have disposable cameras anymore. Even though it, that camera is mainly just a, you know, it, I mean, it could be a bonafide legit camera. I mean, hell, even most bonafide legit cameras should have that function. Hmm. That's something to think about. I actually have like bonafide legit cameras that can sync up to your phone and then actually update that to where it's like Instagram or whatever ready. And then you can print it out and then you can put it on a wall, like, you know, like the actual photo, um, photo paper. I mean, that, that I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm hyping myself up a little bit too much for this one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But that being said, those are two. That's technically one and two. One is the kind of the flash on the smartphone, and then if the smartphone if the smartphone thing isn't it is not possible, then turn it into a disposable camera that syncs to your iPhone or whatever that makes sense. Whatever smart device that is appropriate, I should say. The next step. That I am, that I'm actually, I'm actually pretty giggy, giddy, giddy, giggy, <laughs> I'm giddy about, is uh, the concept is a time management app. What? Yeah, there's a time manage time management app. Like, who hasn't done that? Um, but the thing that I like about this one is that it's all in blocks, because um, I believe like having blocks specifically on your calendar or things that you can move around with the flexibility of a schedule so you can schedule like a one hour block a two hour block whatever to do work or to focus or to have meetings but if there was a specific way to actually uh time out your task and things you want to do into blocks on your calendar whether it could be one one task per block or you can put in like five chores to do that and make it like a chore block uh it's uh, there should be an app that automatically like makes it seamless. I, I, I don't like going into calendar on my phone and then manually typing in each certain thing. Or if I have a list, I usually transfer that list into my calendar for things I need to do. 
I just want something on my phone that says, here's a block, here's a calendar, drag your finger down, how long is it going to take? This, okay, well here's the list that you had, boom, just drag and drop it, place it there. Then when you're in that hour, you can just easily just track out the task that you're, t that you're finishing, and if you end up being behind, just be like, okay, I'm behind, and then that block can just come out into like the next day or the next open time you can get around to doing it. So I feel like a lot of us kind of come up with reasons why we don't do things, but if it's on the calendar, if I'm scheduled to do something, I'm more likely to actually get my butt up and do it, uh, mainly because it's more of a commitment that I plan to make. Um, mainly it could be for, for myself or for someone else, but that's kind of the point of having those, those calendars. Now, the name I had it, I called it Block Chronos, which actually, which actually I think is a terrible name. But again, uh, the notes, I wrote, there has to be an easier way to plan out the day. Again, yeah, I hate planning out. I, I like planning out my days. It's like a good 20, 25 minutes kind of figure, figuring out what I'm doing. Um, but the whole whole idea behind this is, um, like I said, you make a list of things you want to do throughout the day. Then here's something that's interesting. I wrote uh, dedicated time or DP, which is decision points. So based on the amount of blocks and things that you do, um, you can set kind of like how much mental energy that's going to take up. And for each of these items, whenever you're ready, like I said, the reason why you have these blocks is that you can set a time to focus on it. So if there's like five things you want to do uh, within a block, you can put it, there, put it there. But if there's like one thing you need to do, which, which could be like, I need to study for this test. I need to buckle down and write this article. Okay, you can set the amount of time you generally want to focus on that task. So whenever you're ready to, to list that task for that day, your day can almost already be planned. You can say like, okay, I have like an hour to do this. I have 30 minutes to do chores. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to do everything else. Well, with, with this like Block Chronos app, it will automatically set the times to where it makes sense for you and it'll, it'll block out times that, uh, that fit between work and personal. So whenever something is complete, uh, then it might prompt you to do a new task. Um, and then if you have a new task or if not, you know, that can update your time accordingly. I don't know. But but primarily, this is mainly for, I like to call this a ADD folk or ADHD folk, because uh, whenever I work, I, I tend to be, I tend to have people say like I'm more self-managed. Um, but the truth of the truth of the matter is that um, I tend to forget a lot because of my ADHD. And I, while I'm all over the place, I find a great muse and like relaxation of me just writing down the thing that needs to be done over and over again, and looking at my list, and then kind of making a game out of it. Uh, I, th I think now that I'm kind of in the more creative slash like not not working you know in corporate anymore I guess uh, I have more flexibility so that kind of that flexibility kind of makes it harder for me to buckle down uh, because my traditional eight or nine hour day is kind of it could technically be spread out to my whole existence if I need to get stuff done so uh, I know some people are just really good at being disciplined and I'm pretty decent at that too but I still need tools. Um, to help me plan my day and schedule around that. Now, this idea was probably made a few years back. I had a few, few years back, and it wasn't until recently that I ran into an app, and this is one that I'm gonna try to add on the description, ran into an app that is kind of similar to this, um, but not to, to, the exhaustive, to the exhaustiveness that I would prefer. This app is called CoSchedule. Now, CoSchedule, from what I recall, it like works pretty well with um, Gmail and a couple other like I think Outlook and a couple other uh, apps too, like dedicated apps. But primarily for Gmail, what it does is that uh, depending on the team, like the people that you're working working for on the team, uh, you can schedule your day out on your calendar, and anyone that's on your team 
uh, while they don't have to see your calendar verbatim, they, they can see which, which parts of the day are scheduled and blocked out for work, blocked out for meetings, blocked out for whatever you're doing. But then what it does is that if it highly values what I what what mentioned, a focus time. So it'll find blocks in your schedule, whether you have, if you have a meeting or if you're going to go out. And it'll see if it aligns it with someone else's, like on your meeting, if you're both like in a meeting or if you both want to have a meeting or just a chat. Uh, it'll align schedules up to where um, it, it lines it up to where it matches both of your availabilities and then it maximizes your free time. So let's say if I have a meeting at 10 a.m. and like Jill has a meeting at 2 p.m. Okay. Uh, and it turns out that we can, or yeah, it turns out that uh, if I can move my meeting to like, or yeah, it turns out that she has a flexibility to meet at noon and I have an opening at noon, well, it'll automatically create that noon time. Or if it's interrupting my quote unquote focus time, it'll look around times where I don't have to be heads down and it'll, and it'll automatically suggest, hey, you know, you guys might be able to meet at nine in the morning or 4 p.m. So it's not to distract you throughout the day. Now, uh, what I'm describing is probably more of a bit hybrid of time management and productivity because it's hyper-focused on letting you um, have focus time and not having as, mu as many distractions. But, this, but the app itself, I actually find to be pretty neat as a nifty way to um, block your time out, which is kind of what um, this whole t concept was about to begin with, was just getting your, your schedule up and running. Um, the only major difference between my idea now looking at co-schedule is that mine is specifically focused on more of a day-to-day -day basis. So if I wanted to plan out my day today or for the next few days, then I can create the list and I can schedule times and everything else around it. And then based on those blocks, I, I can move forward with it. So it's not so much interacting with other people, it's just more so doing a to-do task that's related to me or to the person that wants to get the job done. Whew. As you can tell, I actually like that. I like I like this app idea a lot, considering that CoSchedule does exist. I feel like CoSchedule can actually do a couple more things to turn it into more of a time management slash block calendar. Uh, it's just for me, my big my biggest thing is that translating tasks to calendar um, tends to be a big pain point, and I just want to get that automated. I want to get that done. And as someone who usually likes to add tasks throughout the day, um, it, well, it could be detrimental for me. It's also a good way to build momentum and things uh, related to productivity. At least in my head, and I don't know if you guys feel the same. Next app. Okay, so this one is an app, uh, and or uh, app slash website. I have it specifically uh, maxed out, but uh, I have, this is in a concept phase, and I think this might exist, and I have not looked at it, and I don't want to look at it right now because I don't want my dreams to be shattered. But this one I call the reverse dictionary or the name itself the, the concept is a reverse it's a reverse dictionary or encyclopedia and the name i call it is uh, is is wwit which means or wwit it means uh, what word is this so people put a query in um, about the word that they're describing and users vote and agree on kind of similar develop similar to reddit on like the actual meaning of the word or the best use of the word so this is done in real time as a way for people to document current times and trends. Um, now, I wrote this here, I was like, not sure why, but this data is used to help understand trends for marketers. So think about it this way. If I'm trying to find a specific word or a specific phrase 
um, that might describe, say, like, oh, you know, some like what's the what's the term for someone urinating on the ceiling, corner, outside, I don't know, inside at a party, okay, like. I don't think there are many words to describe that kind of function, or maybe if there is, I don't know it. And if I were to type something like that in Google, it'll just talk to me about similar experiences. And I bet you I can even do that right now. If I type in it, man, I don't, I'm gonna do this in private search because if I type in regular search, then Google's gonna start tracking like urinating in corners and I don't wanna get those weird ads. So maybe if I do it, <laughs> if I do it incognito, <laughs> urinating on, um, on the ceiling, Man, I need to add more context because that is that's pretty vulgar. Um, uh, party. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully there was not. There better not be a video here. I don't want to watch a video. I just want to see uh, meaning. That's it. Meaning. You're <laughs> Auntie Flo. Urinating in public dream dictionary. Interpret now. The happy hour urban myth is breaking the seal. So yeah, none, none of this is really like. Um, you know, explains it or description or like, what's the word for it? Word for it. Word for it. You know, word for your yeah, party celebration. So there's not specific words that are being used, or maybe there could be words that are made up in it. And I feel like what Urban Dictionary. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to know what the what the word already is. But I do think, and I have to do more research on this. But at least the concept is, if I'm able just to describe something specific. Um, and have people use the generate, come up with their own results. Maybe over time, uh, you know, we can come up with the dictionary or things. How it, or maybe come up with a way to use it in actual sentences. Kind of come up with our own mini thesaurus that's more user generated. That's not based off of, uh, you know, thesaurus or was it Merriam, whatever Webster's dictionary. Mainly um, because it's user based and it's more relevant to how people actually submit their information. Plus. In an ideal world, I can actually get their information to be like, oh, are you older, younger? What part of town are you in? Because it's a lot easier to understand like dialects and how people speak uh, for based off, based off of certain areas because, I don't know, I feel like if there's one, if someone were to describe, uh, what is it, like a good, good example is like if there's a car accident on the road, like I think they call some of those like bottleneckers or rubberneckers and then like looky-loos, like depending on where you're at, every person has their own phrase for it. Well. If there's just a better way to identify these phrases, people can actually um, better understand, or maybe, I guess I want to mention, uh, understand transfer marketers. If they're able to better identify the meaning of a word for a certain market, then that could be a certain word or something copy that they could be using, um, either for like clickbait or for ad copy or just on landing page material that gets, that, that, lets their, that lets their audience resonate to them. At least that's kind of the idea I have in mind. Uh, and then here are the additional notes I wrote. And this is a lot, so I'm going to read this verbatim. Uh, so um, this is pretty old too. So reverse Google named what's it called? Put uh, people put it in search queries, and people can collectively call it something. Uh, you know, give give it a verb or a word um, similar to Reddit votes, and will show other alternatives. Say like top three. Maybe people sign in with Facebook and collect data. How would I create? a startup specifically for data, or is it just a, a Facebook play that others do? Alternatively, should it just be anonymous or a combo based on demographics, depending on how people answer? We might show results and graphs, machine learning and algorithms and stuff to predict search queries. We can ask, is this similar to another search query that could be similar, but worded better? Better. So for example, if I talk about like the corner urination thing, you know, if someone were to type in, oh yeah, you know, you know pee in a corner, 
then it would machine learning would automatically pull up the initial search search query that aligns it with the same description and say, oh, you mean this. And then you know machine learning will will automatically uh, tie that description to that meaning, and then the users can actually vote whether or not that's a, that's still relevant. Um, that's kind of how I think about it. It's just kind of have a, have a user user generated based reverse Google reverse dictionary. I guess that's the way to say it. Uh, let's see, we can ask, is this similar to another search query that could be similar, but worded better? If they say yes, then it will be saved in the data. If X percentage uh, of that, sorry, if, if X percentage of that yes is reached, uh, then, then the machine, ah, can't even speak, then the machine learning will then show, show the predictive version in, and then I just, and then it just drops. There's not even, uh, it just cut, cuts off. So that's very weird. Uh, yeah, that's so weird. It, like, this whole description just vanished. Because I wrote a lot. Okay, here it is. Save the data, data and then uh, we'll ask people what the intent was. Happy, sad, informative, math, marking, etc. And we can bucket these. Um, and then, oh my god, the search queries can be actually discussed and voted for. Or, or, the, or the, ah, I cannot speak. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so ahead of myself. I hate when I get excited. Or more participation points equal... Oh yeah, sorry, or more participation equals points, like karma or just credit, I don't know. What if it's cashed out like actual karma, karma, or you actually get paid to do it too? So it's like the more information you get, the more you get paid if you're helpful? Maybe? I don't know. I know there's, I know I come from a marketing background and I know people are very, um, like very wary about the privacy and I'm actually on the same boat. Um, I just, my big, my big thing is that I want companies to be very open about like, hey, we're going to use your data for XYZ, period. Yes or no? It's an opt-in. Give people an opt-in, because I feel like a lot of people would actually be, if you told them the value, they would opt-in more and they, if they understand the pros and cons. And yes, they're going to lose a lot of people, but I feel like the people that say yes, there's going to be like fear of drama and people that are willing to help. Um, I don't know. I don't think they would care too much. Uh, but uh, definitely needs to make, definitely need to make that optional. You can't just be like, oh yeah, we're going to take all your data you should be like, hey, just so you know, like, here's what's going to be used. It's up to you. Uh, but the goal here is to make sure, you know, we help you help better personalize your results or better personalize kind of uh, the experience. So that's kind of what I have in my head with that plan. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, again, it's a, what word is that? That's kind of the app. It's the app, not kind of, it's exactly the app. Whew, we are halfway through, folks. Yeah, halfway through. Halfway through. Um, yeah, I have one, two, three, yeah, four more left. And there's another one I want to dive more into a lot more, but uh, that might be next week. But these other three, I know I don't know why I'm even talking like this. Um, but these other three, not the four, I should say. Um, I still like them a lot. I don't know why I'm even talking about this. I'm just going to dive straight in. I don't know why I'm even blabbering on. Um, maybe because I just kind of wanted that middle middle break. I mean, I do these in like real time. I don't try to like cut and edit and go back. I feel like that's just that takes too much time. And I did that earlier um, in the first episodes, and it took like three or four times longer to actually record an episode because I was so worried about sounding correct. It just it completely like I don't know, just sounds all weird. Not that this, not that this doesn't sound weird, but number five, the number the fifth the fifth idea today. Uh, this is a boutique agency, so it's a more business model, it's not so much an app, uh, that aligns amazing talent to top companies. This is not just recruiting. 
Okay. But this is like to fly out, learn more about these people, like learn more about potential candidates, and match them to their needs. So this is like more more or less the middleman of high level efficiency, almost like a pro sports style type of like recruiting, um, like agency firm. Because I know like sites like Dice exist that are focused, Dice and Ladders, I believe, that are focused on more tech jobs, that are focused on jobs and, and roles that are like 100k plus. And while that makes sense. Um, but while that makes sense, I think there are still a lot of roles and positions that uh, that are tough for companies to actually find. And I think the interview process for a lot of these companies, now that they're leaning to more towards culture, um, definitely is a bit exhaustive. Uh, especially if you're someone that's coming from like a corporate environment and you're trying to blend into, into startups, which has been a little literal critique I've heard in interviews um, for quote unquote startups or, or, start, or startup feeling companies that are actually big corporations which seems a little which seems a little bit asinine to me um but you know if someone wants to work at a startup company and you think they can't because they haven't worked at it before i don't know it seems like it's gatekeeping right right i don't know i, I have a i have a particular bone to pick with a with a specific company um i, I will not name it i will not name names but um, I don't know. They kind of they, they rub me the wrong way. Um, but uh, essentially, because well, not because of that, but I kind of actually was more re-inspired. But like this this idea has kind of been around for about three three to five years. Um, I speak with this about a buddy all the time because um, him and I do a lot of contracting, and it's uh, it's mainly just uh, you know we we speak with a lot of people in our industries, and a lot of people are really good at what they do, and some people aren't really happy with their jobs, or they feel like they could be doing a lot more. And there are companies that are looking for, say, like, oh, we need like a, I have to, I have to mention everything with marketing, but like, hey, we have, we're looking for like a technical marketer that has, you know, that deals with 100,000 people sites, you know, um, sites with yeah, 100,000 visitors a month minimum, um, something like that. Uh, you know, you want to find the best of the best. And what you're, what we're doing is that we're cutting the middleman of just saying, oh, yeah, we have this phone interview. And if you think this guy's a math, you spoke with him for like 30 minutes, I think it's going to be a good fit. You know, you turn that into, you go from that into, hey, like we actively work with this guy. He is phenomenal at what he does. Here is his body of work. Based on what this company, based on your company, you're looking for X, Y, Z. This person checks these boxes. So now we're going we're gonna to schedule a meeting or a time for you two just to talk about what your objectives are for this company and see if you both can align on how you would solve this problem. You know, something along those lines. So it's like, I, I think it's, uh, I know it feels a little bit more high level, but I, I feel like it's something that I think people who especially make six figures plus and companies that uh, would hire, like they would spend between 100 to like 500K in hiring these people. I mean, people I've seen, I think Moz did this too. Like they would uh, recruit and they would give you like a 40K referral bonus if you help them find like a, you know, a bomb ass like developer, for example. And I think if you're able to cater towards like that market of just like high level people and just spending your time doing that, uh, then obviously one, yeah, you're, you would technically be making money with success, success, uh, successful recruits. But in the same vein, you would also fill the need of hiring people that have that are looking for jobs that deserve it. So you're lowering the risk of other companies like having bad hires. You're increasing the likelihood of finding employees 
and employers that actually have a have a match and we're, and we're cutting down the time in multiple interviews like testing examples i think there i think there's something to this but it, it has to be more of a boutique style because you can't do it in mass okay because there's only there's seven, there's x amount of people that you can learn and study and work with but uh but yeah this one like i said it's under a concept i haven't even figured out like the financial modeling for that like how much like what kind of jobs would i be looking for if i'm able to even get in the door and then what people who i would hire because like i can go out and be like oh who should who's good hire you know you can i mean people are always available just a lot of, not a lot of people are either known online or something like that they're not online or like on social they just kind of do work and they're happy okay so uh, there's a lot of talent out there. It's just matching that talent. Um, that I think that's that's the key. And I know LinkedIn does a little bit of this, but it's never. But there's no like recruiting firm or agency that does this. I, I don't think. And I think that's something. I think that's a big miss. Um, if you were to ask me, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. This next one is an interesting one because it is very similar to this podcast or at least like it was more of an end goal of where I want this podcast to be and this is highly focused around like v, you know VMSR or, AM, or, ASM, or AMSR uh, or ASI, ASMR and yeah this is that was wrote, written wrong however uh, similar to this podcast uh, I want to create a more immersive experience of not just this podcast being audio but I want it to be more visual and to where people can, you know, either try to close their eyes or if they open their eyes, things would kind of, you know, be soothing and you can help fall asleep. Now, that's not the specific idea that I'm pitching here. Um, this idea is a little, is, is tangential in the sense of uh, if we listen to our audio books. Go to Audible, you listen to, uh, to books, they'll give you like a PDF and you can listen and do things on your own time. But something came across my mind and I saw this on a game and I forgot what game but you kind of like put your letters in a circle and then it's like a learning game but the ad that they had was that they were showing one word at a time and they were speeding up the words uh, over and over again and I think I calculated it to where you can actually read a lot faster by looking at these words and understanding it in real time depending on like the word chunks um, than you would do just reading standard from a book so what I would suggest is that, as opposed to audiobooks, we have video books. And I know it sounds absurd, but look, you can sit down and watch your book. There's nothing more than words on a screen, and when, when someone reads it, when someone reads the book, the words pop out. I think it helps with engagement because if you're trying to multitask, and yeah, listening's great. And this, like I said, it doesn't have to be people who are specifically listening to it. This is for the market that, that, that likes that visualization, that likes to see things on screen. And this, this could be based, this could be like level one, where it's just, you're talking about the books, putting words on the screen, and then over time you can add effects, you can add different, like sizing, and it could almost be like a lyric video, to where if you're able to read it in a way that's digestible, um, and not crazy and not super fast, you might actually read the book a lot faster, or listen to the book a lot faster. Um, so with these video books, again, there's nothing more than words on screen, but potentially you can add you can actually add a person providing the dialogue or you might you might even have a person sitting down in the room and just reading the book with the words that pop up it doesn't have to be much but you can add additional sounds or whatever you want in the background that may improve concentration so think about it this way if i'm reading like say like 
100 power questions. I don't know if that's even a book, but uh, if I'm reading that, I would, one, you know, obviously highlight things that I read, but like some people like to read or listen to an audiobook, and if you just see the words on the screen in the to see the words on the screen and if you're fully immersed with your undivided attention, I think that will provide an absurd benefit. And I think for a lot of people, just not only hearing it, but just kind of seeing this, the calm and soothness of uh, people reading uh, is not a bad idea. I mean, we already have, I mean, I think there are like three or four other sleeping podcasts right now that focus on reading bedtime stories. Uh, which is, which is the very reason why I don't want to tell bedtime stories is because every other podcast seems to be doing that. So, uh, so, so I don't want to be, you know, so for me, I don't want to be doing that, but however, it, it shows that there are other podcasts that do it because it's popular. Okay. So that is something that's popular. If someone's willing to listen to someone talk or read books, people go on Twitch to listen to people play games. Okay. So what's, what's stopping someone from creating it like a Merce video book experience not just having like audio actors but actually having real people doing that and providing additional entertainment depending on the book again uh i think this is i personally i think i like this idea a lot uh but yeah it's 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 an idea that how should i explain um i feel like it's one of those like it it sounds stupid but it seems so obvious uh, once someone makes it though I don't know. I feel like someone's going to be like, oh my God, like, I can't believe no one did this. I don't know. I, that's kind of the hunch I get with that. I mean, it could be, I could be terribly wrong. I could, that could be like, this could be the worst idea ever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I did write one note and I said, this aligns with my theory that people don't want to think as much on their downtime and want to escape the day and find ways to better learn efficiently. That's the thing. Uh, I feel like I've been losing uh, my sight, my, my, not my sight, but like I lost sight of kind of a top level concept that I always had. Um, and that's trying to be efficient, to be more efficient in learning, to be more efficient in learning skills. Uh, and efficiency, I believe it leads to mastery. I mean, if I'm trying to learn how to code, uh, efficient code is obviously uh, something that better programmers look, look and, and aspire to, I guess. I would hope so. I would hope to be the case. And even in marketing or in, in all the other things I try to do, poker or like you know, cards or anything else, you know, it's not worth uh, doing unless we can actually get good at it. That's the way I see it. So, uh, yeah, and that's and and a key pinnacle of that our key point of that I should say is like finding like the pinnacle of, of efficiency. That's kind of how I see it. Anyways, the next app. So this one's probably a stinker, but I, I, I already have it on my list. I'm saying it. So this is a nonprofit organization. Uh, it's medium for inner city kids or people that don't have access to what's actually out there. So the concept I have over here, the concept needs to be more clear. It's not even, it's barely even a concept phase. It's just a random idea. So what I was thinking with this is I like to read a lot on medium. I haven't done it so much recently, but I really do like to read on medium, uh, you know, mediums for a lot of, I don't want to say smarter people, but people who are decent writers that are able to tell stories or, con or convey what they've learned to help, you know, potentially humanity, I guess, whoever's reading it. I have my own likes and dislikes with Medium. Um, one of the dislikes I have is that the Medium premium membership is still $5 a month. And I grew up absurdly poor. Like, I could not afford, like, a simple standard, like, $8 calculator in middle school. Like, that's how poor I was. Uh, and... Having, 
having the ability to learn or read from others, like crowdsourcing ideas or fine learnings, I think Medium is actually awesome for that. But if there is a way to um, work with schools to get the Medium access or like a student access for free at Medium uh, for both elementary and middle school and even high school, or I wouldn't say college because come on, college kids have books, they, they're already in debt anyway and they can afford bigger books. But like before schools that are like public schools that might be like, I don't want to say inner city, but like just less funded schools, more at risk youth or whatever. Like I, I think there's something there. Um, maybe start like a nonprofit organization to have these types of people like go to schools and I don't, I don't know. Again, this concept, I haven't figured that one out. But I, I figured to say it anyway because it's on my list and I would shoot myself for not even mentioning it because the point is for me to tell you guys all this stuff. And if you want to steal it, go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> so this last one I have, this is the last one I have for today. And I, I know this previous one was pretty fast, but this next one let me give you a second here. Uh, I will consider this one to be a dark horse idea. I call this one uh, Intercommentate. Uh, that needs a better name. Like maybe like Head Thoughts or something. But this is Marvel Wish. I wish Medium had an inner, inner thought filter when reading. So by that I mean... Okay. Medium. You deal with a lot of writing. You deal with like your, it's it's storytelling. It's journalism to an extent. It could be teaching. You could be doing a lot of medium, but the big thing that I think most people miss, and it's primarily shown on Twitter and other social media, is that people are so interested, or they're still eager to fight you against every nuanced like idea or thought that that doesn't apply for like 99% of the time, but they're willing to die on the hill for. And if you're someone who, like me, who just gets anal or attentive about that, and I, I always overthink about, like, if I post this, like, what are 50 people going to think? And I'm trying to do better and, like, not thinking about that as much. Because, I mean, for this podcast, for example, like, I don't know if this is good. I mean, this might be, this might be like, an average podcast, okay? But, again, this whole goal of the podcast is to help you fall asleep. And I know my style of talking does actually help people fall asleep. Uh, but that being said, you notice that I do tend to talk a lot more about my logic behind this because I have your theory, your undivided attention. And it's harder to get someone's attention in a tweet without any context behind it. And the same thing can be said for the medium, is that I think just like film or movies or shows, there's always like TV commentary or, or there's people that explain what they're thinking when they wrote it. And I said, I had this concept a while back, um, several months ago, where I created a fake, or I can't say fake, but I created an actual uh, website that had most of my random thoughts that were catered towards uh, being more snarky and cynical about certain marketing industries and, and kind of like how to write like the perfect article. And it's kind of, it's more done in like mean-spirited, um, like fashion. But regardless of that, um, of what the content was, I made it a point to like cross out words that don't make any sense and then highlight or and, and cross out words that don't make sense and then either highlight words or highlight words that might be different from like the text um, that might be a different color that would indicate my thought process. So I can say like, oh yeah, I'm here to dance at the hall today. Okay, but it turns out I scratched out uh, like maybe I mistyped hall and said ball. Okay, so I would scratch out that mistake 
you know, put a strike through and then in, in a different color, I'll put the right one in. It's kind of similar to how you're suggesting like on Google Docs. Then beneath that, I would have a different color that would explain the logic behind it, maybe in parentheses. So you, as you're reading it, you can see like, oh, this guy messed up, but here was what he was really thinking. Now, I think to most readers, that's going to be really frustrating. However, if you were to do something in Medium or WordPress or any other site, and I think this might actually be a good plugin, not just for Medium, but I might do this for WordPress. And this is probably the closest thing that I can actually reach liability. Um, is essentially have the ability to have, the, uh, have an author to add their inner dialogue as a way to better digest content. So when you're trying to make a point, you can actually just have like a filter or something that goes over it, and it's not a pop-up. It's just like a filter that you just click, and it says, here are my thoughts behind this. Okay. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think when someone's trying to make a point, and it's not a note, like I said, it's just I, I just want people to actually better understand like the whole thing as they're reading it. Um, because I feel like people jump to conclusions a lot, uh, myself included. But like, I think this might be something that if you're a fan of someone's work over time, uh, you know, you can get, uh, I don't know, I just, I, you can get, I don't know, see if readers are like, uh, what's the, I'm going over my notes. I know I'm sounding like I'm all over the place. Um, and I am. But the way I see it is if people want to read your content and you finish off your paragraph strong, uh, or if there's some inconsistencies that you don't know how to write, then you can just throw in something that says, hey, no, definitely my goal here is to, to have this objective, X, Y, Z. Um, and you don't have to say it within the article, but it gives people the option to understand where you're coming from. And I don't know, maybe that's all. That's me. That's all that I'm trying to ask. Is that like just the inner thought filter uh, that helps? It's more of a commentary. Uh, I don't know. I, I've tested some of the stuff on media where it's just like I test my like my too long didn't read portions. I put them in like top level bullet points. That seems to be a hit. I test. I don't know. I test styling. I test. I don't know. I test so many different things. Um, but like I think everyone has their own reading style. Like. I'll give you one example, like one style that I do is I, I'm learning just to read books backwards. And not like backwards from like the last word and then go from the second last word. I mean, I start from the last paragraph and read it normally and then go back to the previous paragraph and work my way backwards. I notice that I tend to be focused a lot more on the book for me personally because I'm so eager to actually figure out what happened to begin, like how, like how we got to the beginning based off of how things turned so bad or so good. Uh, that's... That's kind of, uh, I don't know, that's just how my mind works. So I figure like this idea might be something for enough people that actually like, or if, they're, if they haven't really thought about it, like it might be something they can try and might adjust. Uh, certainly an idea that I don't, I don't hate. I actually love, I probably love this idea a lot more than I should, um, but I don't know. But, but for now, um, like I said, this could be a WordPress plugin. It could be something that Medium does too. Like all Medium has to do is just have a button that says inner dialogue and it'll just pop up. I don't know or a fancy way to put in parentheses of different colors. Uh, I don't know, I, f I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Medium is just kind of falling short in like kind of the stylistic approach of what they could be doing with writing, or at least with the, with, with the creativity wise, but it makes sense if they're focused more on uh, just storytelling and not like, sto like visualizing the stories or doing all that, but I don't know. I don't know, guys. I'm just the guy who just writes this stuff down and I hope, hopefully some of these make sense. Hopefully, I don't know, I inspired you guys to have an idea to build off of or inspired you to run forward with an idea you think might sound amazing. 
I've, I've already gone through about 30 of these so far, and hopefully a couple of these have sounded good. Uh, but, I don't know, I, I feel pretty good about some of these overall, and next week I have a very, I don't know, a very awesome one that I just love, and I will probably dive deeper into that one. That one, that one might, even, might even be, like, my first long, like, my first long medium article and try to get maybe not funding but maybe just find like a developer to help like create the initial concept uh on there but i can still do the wireframes and and go through like what the screen should be and whatnot uh and how, how everything's supposed to function but i think yeah i think uh, that's definitely gonna be next week but i think that's it guys i appreciate you listening this is like my third or fourth week doing this one i think it's week four my fourth week giving my ideas out 1, 2, 8, 16, 24, 30. Yeah, my fourth week. So, I mean, hopefully some of you guys can make some money off these ideas. Maybe I could have just done this, put this in a book. I don't know. I don't know, guys. If you are listening and you haven't fallen asleep yet and you are a writer or you, do, or you write books, reach out to me. I'm, I'm always happy to collab and try to, like, actually flesh out these ideas into a, in a, in a non-incoherent non manner. Or I guess I could say in a coherent way, but whatever. Uh, so yeah, uh, hopefully you guys have a wonderful evening and you guys can dream easy. Uh, but before I let you go again, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, the last few episodes, I've been getting over like 150 downloads every like within a week. So I I don't know. You guys are just insane. I don't know how many of you listen to it. I don't know how many of you people are. Uh, you know, I, I always make a joke, but I'm always ha I'm kind of half serious. Like. I wonder how many, how many people are like professors or people that like just listen to this as like a guilty pleasure and you're just like just judging me every single word I make and be like, man, this guy's crazy. Um, I don't know, guys. I, I just like to have ideas and I like to try to turn things into life and help people. At least that's the goal I want to have at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I don't know. Make life easier. That's, that's what's so crazy about that, guys. Um, hopefully I was able to make your life a little bit easier as you head off into dreamland. Again. Take care and dream easy.